for the record here with Maya Billick and Dan Gordon continuing our arc of taking you through some of our favorite albums of 2019 this week's going to be no different we are doing I comma I by Bon Iver you heard a Yi and Immy at the start and I think it's pretty safe to say when buzz started to happen with this album I think people weren't really sure of what to expect like there was definitely buzz and excitement but the final result of this album and the lead up to it, I think, were a bit different, no? Yeah, I actually think it it did the album a world of favours, not necessarily having this mass hysteria hype train behind it, because I, I think that it, it it 
it's safe to say that it was nowhere near the equivalent of the hype that was around the self-titled Bonnevoe record that came out um, all the way back in 2011. Or 22 a million. Yeah, and I, it, I think, but I think that it, it, like I said, it did it a whole bunch of favours because there wasn't this expectation on it. There wasn't this, oh, what's he going to do next? Not that people weren't interested. And I myself am probably guilty of this. I, I admittedly wasn't a massive fan of 22 a million. I, I thought it was interesting as a concept, but I... I for me, the songs kind of fell flat, and I, I, th- I felt it was a little bit too ambitious and and too trying to be interesting as opposed to actually being interesting. And you know, people will probably disagree with me there. I'm sure that's the case. But that's that's my thoughts on Twenty Two Million. But then it comes into this one, which I thought actually really helped it out because I came into it with like a clean slate, didn't really know what to expect from Boniver, and we got what was. Pretty much like the nice marriage of the two Bonniverse sounds. You have the impeccable songwriting um, and craftsmanship of the self-titled record and then the wild, weird, all-over-the-place side of 22 Million. And I think that, that he he absolutely nailed the the ratios of the two on, on this one. Yeah, it definitely feels as though I, I is the album he wanted 22 Million to be. Yeah, and I, I think that he probably had to get that out of his system, right? Because he'd just come off the back of the world-beating self-titled Bonnevoe record where he, at the time, probably became one of, if not the big, one of the biggest artists in the world. Um, and for for someone making, like, blanket folk indie rock music, that's a pretty big achievement. So his head must have been all over the place and wanted to kind of break out of that mould, if you will. Um, but I think this one is is kind of that perfect perfect marriage between the two. Yeah. I think you have you have you have moments where it kind of veers more into that twenty two million madness. But I think his songwriting kind of steers the ship home in the end. Stick with us here on FBI Radio. Maybe you're having a lovely lunch with some family or friends, or you're chilling out just doing whatever you're doing however you're spending your day today we want to hear from you on 0409 945 945 and hopefully you stay with us right until one o'clock for the end of i comma i next up is we
outside Then you took me in the room And you offered up the truth My eyes crawling up the window to the wall From dusk till dawn Let me talk to her Let me talk to her Full time you talk your money up while it's living in a coal mine Told time to call your mind Hey ma, hey ma Told folks you know you mop it up But you want it is your life You're back and forth with life Three tracks there, all by Bon Iver from their album I, I up the top was we right into holy fields and then probably one of the best tracks of the album my favorite hey ma you're on for the record here on fbi 94.5 we're going through the album now we're digging a little bit deeper dan where are we going now we we're talking a little bit in that break of songs there about what makes um justin vernon such a fascinating artist and i think there you could list off a slew of different reasons but i think for me the main one that was kind of sticking in my mind as we were listening to this album is his vocal range. And I think that, you know, not not many people can kind of go from this, like, high-pitched, angelic, um, amazingly delicate um, falsetto yeah. and then dive all the way back deep down into this, like, baritone bass um, husky grumble and, and do it both really well and then everything where and which in between. And I... I I think for me that's the secret, aside from being a very, very good songwriter, right, obviously that kind of has to come into play, but I think that he can kind of cover all bases and not many people can really do that. Yeah, I mean, I'll never forget when I first heard an interview with Justin Vernon and just my mind being absolutely rocked hearing his normal tone and then thinking back to uh, his style of voice on Forever Forever Ago. Mm. And I think... As well, in part, it's kind of nice that here he's taken a moment to work together with someone who's probably one of his best contemporaries, um, James Blake. You mm. can build up on what we already know from him and twist and turn things more um, with the way he's edited vocals across the record. Yeah, and for me, I think his his bottom range is, at least in my mind, kind of the more exciting thing to explore right now because obviously you know we know he can go high right we know he can sing in that falsetto but i i think i like the idea of him exploring both and exploring that bottom end a whole lot more because i think there's so much substance to it and there's there's like this almost like this caramel that kind of comes across the track when you when you listen to him hitting those bottom notes and then when he pairs them together it's amazing like it's so i think those those overdubbed vocals are definitely like definitely one of the key key elements to this record so we've both been really lucky to be able to go and see boniver play live um i saw the man himself in 2015 at the opera house for vivid and i saw him in uh 2011 just after he dropped uh the self-titled record so it was a panic frenzy of boniver love happening in and around that time and it just makes me think back uh to that show given now that i come eyes come out 22 million has happened but this show already back in 2015 i get the feeling he was already hinting at him one obviously already being so over the hype and the like high-pitched vocal guitar sound of his first two records that he was already exploring different avenues of trying to manipulate his voice. He, mm. he did a Johnny Cash cover, and Johnny Cash is obviously one of the most famous low-register musicians, no? Yeah. I, th- I think the, the career arc for for someone like Justin Vernon is really, really interesting because, and, and not that I ever wanted him to fall off, right? I think the more great music in the world, obviously, the better. But I I didn't know exactly how he was going to react to the almost like instantaneous stardom that that second record brought and and mm. the amount of fame and hype that it brought and i it, i think it could have gone one of two ways it and it went the latter it could have gone he can't react to it freaks out 
music kind of suffers for that. But I think that he he's kind of taken that by the scruff of the neck and really forged his career to his own kind of to his own making. Yeah. And an album like this, like I comma I, is like testament to that. Where he's for me, he's kind of coming into his own. What do I think this is his best album? I don't know. I think it's like very very up for debate. But I think the fact that you can debate most of the records to be in in and around that conversation is kind of a testament to him and his songwriting on that note we're going to go into a little bit more of the songs of i comma i here on for the record brought to you by fbi radio this next one's called you man like hit us up on 0409 945 945 let us know what you think I will see you off now down the back of the ridge There's just something that I got to show you There is no more and there's right in the common case It ain't nothing what you say is true With your long arms track and just give some time Presently it does include my Standard premonitions All this phallic repetition Or you tell yourself A tale or two Man like you Man Set off for a common place And the lies have run to do How much caring is there of some American love When well, there's lovers sleeping in our streets So cerebrous rap Bring those dead alive Pirate Jenny on the back freedom It'll be a long I can hear, 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 I can hear,
Gelmore, right there. Up the top, you men like 
and then Naeem, which is definitely uh, a strong candidate, at least for me, to be the favourite song off this record. Maybe tossing up between that one and Salem, which we're going to hear a little bit later on after the fact. You're tuned in to For The Record, and we're listening to definitely one of our favourites of the year, uh, which we're talking about, and we've been talking about for around about the past four weeks, and this is the, the tippy-top, the end of that. That's right, I, I by Bon Iver, here on For The Record. And one of the things that I think is the best part about this album is, and really refreshing to see as someone you know you grow up with an artist you see them exploring different sides of themselves and testing new ground with music beyond the production on this it's I don't want to say refreshing but one of the things that makes this record so beautiful is that for the first time Justin Vernon isn't looking in he's not exploring his own personal inner turmoil there are fleeting moments on this record where for the first time Justin Vernon isn't looking insularly he's not talking about places or memories that trigger sadness there are a few moments like that on the record but I feel like overwhelmingly for the first time he's looking outwards and relationships that bring up different kinds of feelings and that's why I think this album's a really nice jumping-off point for him kind of going forward. I think he's opened up the doors for him to be able to move any which way and where he kind of wants for albums going forward. I, I think that this is a almost like a nice little palate cleanser to to remind you that he's not just this, like, incredible musician and he can write about, you know, everything he puts his mind to. And that doesn't just... Uh, that doesn't just relate around heartbreak or sadness it's also the first time he's bringing in a bunch of not necessarily overt features but he's bringing in a bunch of collaborators Mm. from who we mentioned earlier james blake to moses sumney some of his contemporaries which is really cute to see them all coming together from james blake to moses sumney yeah and it like people that you you when you think of the the realm that they exist in they're innovators they're people that are really pushing the, their craft forward with each and every release. And I think that it's nice that he wants to surround himself with those kind of people. And it makes sense, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of the only people that I would expect him getting on a record, especially when your typical Justin Vernon Boniver record is so delicately, beautifully arranged with, like, all these amazing, intricately placed instruments in and around everywhere on the mix you kind of want people that are going to be able to feed off that energy and kind of bring something new to the table. So having having Moses Sumney and James Blake on it makes complete sense, even if their contributions are probably not like your average feature. He kind of tends to use people like instruments, I guess, like you like take the best of them or whatever he can get or things will fit out of them and then it puts them on the track accordingly. Not like you're, all right, jump on for this chorus. He kind of uses them kind of similarly to the way that Frank Ocean used your Beyonce or your Kendrick on Blonde. I think he takes them and uses what he can. And I think you said it perfectly when you said that he plays them like instruments. That's the best way, to, I think, to be collaborating with someone. If you've just tuned in for the first time, you're in For The Record, an album show on FBI Radio where we unpack a full record play it entirely just like we are about to right now with some more of I comma I by Bonnevere this one is called Faith Oh 
Salem burns and leaves Then she Returns to currency Heavy fate After years of waiting Cause abnormalities Surely Salem, we started with Faith right into Marion. All songs from I, I by Bon Iver, which uh, Dan Gordon and I, Maya Billick, have been going through on For the Record. It is almost one o'clock though, which means it's time for us to skedaddle on out of here and give a very big warm welcome to lunch with Deepa Allen. Happy holidays, spend time with your family and all of that good stuff. We will see you next week where we're going to be running through one of the final favourite albums of the year. With a very special guest, so you should definitely tune in. If you can't make it from 12 to 1, lucky you, you can always listen back at fbiradio.com slash programs or wherever you grab your podcast from. We're on all of the things. iTunes, Spotify, wherever. Subscribe, leave a friendly comment, I think. If you want to get in touch, for the record, at fbiradio.com is the spot to do so. Or you can follow us on Instagram, for the record, FM is the handle. And that's it for us. We'll see you next week. We're leaving you with Shadaya and Rabi. Bye, Bonnever from I, I.
everywhere isn't everywhere. This is not a veil or a fairy tale in the east. So.